doesn't know it. All right, man. Welcome to Crow Triple Seven Radio. This is episode 471. Jason Lindgren is with me and Cal Washington returns. It's been a while. Uh, Cal joined us for the first time on episode 148. He returned again uh, and on episode 206. He's back here for episode 471. Uh, I think the last time we talked to him was right about when Covidius Minimus was ramping up, uh, but he's got his website together. So let's just get in, get the website laid down, and then we'll chart a course. Welcome, Jason. And a rather pleasant good morning. All right. Welcome back, Cal. It's been a couple of years plus. Um, Why don't you go ahead and tell folks how they can find your new website and just quickly outline what's on offer. Uh, well, great, great, great to be back, guys. And um, our website is inpowermovement.com. And we have launched uh, our notice of liability. So we have the smart meter uh, notice for eight countries. And we have the vaccine notice for three countries as of yesterday. Which three would those be? That would be United States, Canada, and Australia. Okay. Uh, we should have UK, Ireland, Belgium, and Denmark up within the next couple of weeks. And then we should have 5G up by the end of, for probably North America, or at least the United States, for uh, by the end of January. All right. Well, let's just jump in. I know probably a lot of people remember that you had put the crown in default. And as we all know, we are told uh, the old crown has passed away. What does that mean? Uh, is there does it make any difference to you that the queen who was in default uh, has passed away? No, it's it's like any other business. If uh, if an owner passes away, the new owner takes on all the liabilities and the assets of of the corporation. It's just it just everything passes. So if there's a liability, uh, it passes to the new owner. Put put it that way. So uh, same thing with the with the king title. He gets all of the assets and all of the authority and power and all that passes to him, but also all the all the negative parts of it, which would be, you know, from his point of view, my my document. So is there like a uh, crown corporation kind of thing? I forget exactly how that might be set up. Um, I think they have a pretty complex thing because the the king or queen, they take on many titles. So I would call it what you would call a multinational corporation. It's it's a huge thing because there's so many things, so many titles that they take on. I'll take a stab at it. I would be willing to bet that they're in a truly private corporation. Uh, I would be willing to bet that they don't own any of their assets that the private corporation does or the trust. It's not a corporation. It's a private trust, I would guess, and that they have full access and they administer uh, so it's just like owning a thing. But if I had to venture a guess, I think that's what I would guess, because I know based on the KL method, when I started looking into it and reading book uh, books on trusts that uh, Rockefeller and all these other guys, like some of these guys had over 2000 private trusts to be able to do what they do. And by the way, it's not easy to track those back because you don't have to put a real name on them. But where do you want to pick up, Cal? I mean, I think the last time we talked to you, COVID had just kind of hit the world full force. How's it been up there in Canada? I mean, we hear from so many people that it's been quite rough. Uh, what have you seen? What has your experience been? Well, I, for me personally, it didn't change my life that much. Um, I didn't comply with anything. I didn't comply with the masks or, of course, not the vaccine either. But a lot of people did. At first, it was probably half and half, and then they kind of pushed it a little harder. But I was able to go just about everywhere without a mask except my, my favorite drum shop. They wouldn't let me in there. But everywhere else I, I got in, uh, I also didn't get into the courtroom to, to witness something, but I almost got in. If I'd have pushed, I, I could have. But it didn't change anything for me. I, I read through all the acts and I saw the, you know, that there were ex, uh, exemptions and I, and I took them. And there was no proof of exemption. You didn't have to have that. You just had to say that you had an exemption. And so that's what I did. That worked? Oh, yeah. Yeah, even with a police officer, he he caught me going onto the uh, onto the Sky Train. He jumped on a di- different car and then met me in the in the middle, and um, he had his book out ready to write a ticket. And I said, "I have an exemption," and he stared at me and he goes, "I believe you." And in my head, I went, "Yeah, because you have to believe me. That's because that's what the law says. You have to take my word for it." And just the way I say it, very confidently, I said, "I have an exemption." 
And so he closed his book. He says, well, another officer might give you a ticket, so you should pr- probably have a mask. And I, you know, and another thing, you know, you may have to be in front of a judge to prove that you have a, an exemption. And I, and to myself, I thought that's only if I dispute the ticket that you give me, which you didn't. So, and I won't dispute the ticket. I'll just toss it over my shoulder and carry on. So uh, there's nothing they could do to me. So do you feel like people, you know, you've been doing what you've been doing. And then in 2020, in the spring of 2020, new beginnings, ironically enough, uh, the whole world changes. Do you feel like people came to you in any great number, particularly in Canada, to learn from you and use what you had on offer? Um, yeah, we had uh, we had a lot of inqu- inquiries, uh, especially around the mask. A lot of people got, uh, this is before the vaccines came out, but a lot of people were um, upset about the masks and the lockdowns. And I, and I told them here in, you know, where I live, they were saying the word mandatory, but that's not a strong word in law. And there was an exemption. You just had to read. A lot of people look at the, at the headlines of something that's come out and they don't actually read deeper into it or actually, actually read the act that's behind that. They, they take excerpts from the act and put it in the high, in the headlines. But once you read it, it's, it's pretty clear that you can have a free, you know, you can walk freely through this, but most people just don't do it. So that's what I was teaching at the time. From your point of view, uh, and for everyone listening, he is in Canada. Uh, what is the difference between, say, an act and a law? Because I kept noticing so many of these things seem to be attached to acts. What is the main difference between the legislature making a so-called law and whoever in the hell making a so-called act? Well, all acts are statutory. Uh, so they're, they're statutes or acts. Uh, they, they start as bills and then become acts as they've been voted on through a Congress or a, or a parliament or a, or a legislature of some kind. An act is an act of the parliament. It's more, in my opinion, it's more like a policy of a corporation. There you go. Yeah. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and the law is more uh, not, uh, you can't vote it in or out. You, you don't really repeal a law. A law is a law. It, it, it's, it's fixed. It doesn't change. Like you throw something up, it comes down. Like that's a law. You don't just get to vote. Well, I think we're going to have everything go up forever now. Every, every time somebody throws up something up. And that's what acts are, are more like that. They can just change them at, at will. And I've seen that many times because I'll use I In the beginning, I was using the acts to my advantage and then they would just repeal them and, ch- and change the wording or whatever. Right. So they're not laws. So the way that I view acts here in the United States, whenever I see the word act, I have in my mind corporate policy. That's what I think. That's right. And then you have policy enforcers, police enforcing policy. Of course. Yeah. Well, I noticed that uh, they were kind of relying on the ignorance of the masses here in the United States, where you'd have people saying, oh, you well, you have to do this, like wearing a mask, uh, because it's the law. And there, there are no laws for that. There never were any laws for that. And I don't think you really can pass laws for that either. No, no, they, they wouldn't stand. This, this is the circular logic. I did basically what Cal did. Uh, except I never used the word exemption. I just said, no, thank you. <laughs> Maybe I was a little more like Kirk Collenbach during the, the beginning of this. And I got thrown out of places. But when I was getting thrown out of like my favorite cheese shopper, I, I said, well, can you please cite the law that allows you to do to me what you're trying to do to me? And they would say, well, it's a mandate. <laughs> or you know, they yeah. would use all these fancy words. And I said, well, a mandate's not a law. I said, can you tell me the law that makes this apply to me so that I have to abide by it? And I said, well, can you name the governing body? And they would ultimately say the CDC. And I would reply, the CDC is a corporation, not a lawmaking body. And it was this circular logic. And some of them, you could see it dawning on their face. But uh, what seemed to impress me was they were convinced that that mandate was contingent on their business. Uh, and they stood behind it wrongly. I've since been back there, by the way. And I told the guy, you know, I stayed out of your shop for a year and I used to spend quite a bit of money here. And I said, you lost a lot of money by doing that. But what were you going to say, Cal? Yeah. So the, the, I found the same thing, but except I didn't argue with people. I just said exemption. And there was, wasn't anything they could say because I read in the act that 
Um, everybody, everybody had to take uh, somebody's word for it. They didn't have to show any proof of exemption. You just had to say the word exemption. And most of the time, it was a trigger, almost like a robot. They, they would, their body would jerk and they would, oh, oh okay, yeah, but, you know, get out of your way kind of thing. It, it was really interesting to watch. So um, they were definitely hypnotized to hear that word exemption. And um, it was like a trigger word and they would just instantly back off. And so I never had to argue with anybody. At my drum shop, they obviously had a lawyer or somebody who understood the law, and they said, no, it's our policy. And I, and I looked at the guy, I went, okay, you don't really know that, but you're reciting something. And he's, and I said, well, you, you, you're, you're open for business. He says, we will serve you at the door. And I went, oh, you, so you, ah. somebody does understand this. <laughs> you're not refusing me service because they would, they would actually you can stand on the sidewalk and we'll go get you drums and you can try them out outside. And still, like, still wrong though. You yeah, know, everyone wrong. has to be tweet, be treated equally under the law and making you, it's like telling you to go to the back of the bus, isn't it? Making you stand outside. That's exactly what it reminded me of. Yeah, it, it kind of was, but I, I could see how legally they, um, they weren't refusing me service. It, yeah. They, they were supposed to treat me equally, but so I went, okay, I, I, I can see that. And I wasn't going to argue with the guy and, so I, you know, I left peacefully, but that was the only time I really got thrown out of some, some place. I, I did similar things, but let's cut to the chase. So there's no laws. No. Anyone who reads the so-called acts will find out that there are exemptions. Yep. They will discover, as I did, that you don't have to prove an exemption. All these people saying you need a note from your doctor. No, nope. no, that's not what it said, but let's get to the under underlying cause. There's God-given rights at play. Isn't that really the under the underlying cause why why didn't they just say guess what everyone wears a mask no matter what and we're legislating a new law to enforce it right now the fact is they couldn't why right. couldn't they and this is where people in the modern society have been so separated from the creation they no longer comprehend who gave them the spark of life who gave them the spirit or their breath that they are covering with the mask and all of this I don't know if you agree with me, but for me, it boils down to God-given rights. Absolutely. And, and it's, it's flying in the face of, of God-given rights. And um, that's, that was the intent of it, to, to show that we are following Lucifer, for lack of a better term, than God. And that's, it was a demonstration. Flat out. Flat out. Jason and I just did a, an episode on Greek myth, and I meant to make more notes than I did on what we did the 12 major gods and uh, who is it? Athena, Pallas Athena. I think it's Pallas Athena. I get her and another one mixed up when I'm not looking at them has the owl, which is regularly standing in as a, a encode for the Luciferian idea. And so isn't it ironic that all these people who were saying things like, well, I'm a good Christian and I'm doing what I'm told. They had actually veiled the spirit, their breath, granted to them by the creator and they had followed luciferian conduct isn't it ironic yeah it's, that's and it's right in our faces and and that's that was the that was the demonstration that was to show who we're following and that's why it seems so weird that people can't seem to connect dots because they're under this delusion and they're they're actually under some kind of spiritual uh, witchcraft or however you want to look at that magic and the demonstration of who's following it was the mass so you could you know, you could actually see the numbers of, of, of the, those that were compliant. So this is neither here nor there, but by the time you guys hear this, you'll have heard Freeman flies episode. Freeman fly has been around as long as anyone in this game that we play here with a mic in front of us. And I would suggest that you go look at his breakdown of Columbia. Rose actually sent it to me uh, and you'll be shocked at, at the underlying realities of what is forming the United States. I can't speak for other countries because I don't know as much. But the real thing that I would mention, Cal, it's always undercover, like an owl, can't hear it, perfectly silent, has night vision, can't see it. That owl is really how the corporate policy works, right? It can't stand the light of day. It can't stand the spotlight of comprehension. I mean, do you agree with that? Absolutely. It's, uh, it's always uh, clandestine and um, hidden in shadows, it 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 abhors light, and light, but light. That said, light will drive it away. So if you shine a light on it, the, you know it, it tends to scurry towards the corners. And if you can light up the whole room there, where there are no corners, 
that are unlit, it has no has no space. You know, this has always occurred to me that if you can get enough people to not think, to not have independent thought and go and do what they're told in a Luciferian way, which is what we've seen up to now, they, I think what they try to do is try to say, well, look, everyone's been doing it this way for 10 years now. This is precedence. Do you feel like that's part of it? Absolutely. I saw that in court. I mean, we, we were dealing with uh, search warrants on a, on a CRA case, which is like your IRS. And um, so they would break down the doors and they, you, that's a, you have to get a warrant through a criminal act in order to get a warrant like that, where you can enter into somebody's property and take their computers and all their, all their stuff, search their house. And um, so we would go and check these warrants and um, you know, there's no signature on them. There's just block letters printed like uh, any printer could do. And we go to the court and said, well, this isn't signed. Well, the, the judge has a special button on his computer. And when he puts it, then it puts that. I looked at her. I said, do you think I'm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do you think I'm stupid? Well, we've been doing it like that for forever. And I'm Precedence. like, it doesn't matter how long. It, like, it doesn't matter how long you've been doing it. It's wrong. And um, we saw this also with the acts. Uh, they're not being signed by the lieutenant governor. And um, we sent some people in there on the smart on the. Clean Energy Act, which is running the smart meters. And they they came away and said, yeah, the, the clerk came out and showed. And he says he signs them and he's been signing them for 35 years. And I said, it doesn't matter how long he's been signing them. He's not allowed to sign them. It has to be signed by the lieutenant governor. And they're like, what? So they went back in there and now the clerk won't come out. And, and now they're all hush hush. And then they came up with, well, he watches the lieutenant governor and she nods or raises a finger. And I'm like, oh, really? And you expect me to believe this, but there, there's no proof. There's no, there's no, you know, black signature or a thumb. Pr- you know, there's, there's nothing. See, let's, let's talk about what this is really about. We have a creation that most of us have forgotten about, particularly in the age of technology. The people trying to make a power play here cannot be gods of the creation. They can't make a tree. They can't make anything. No, they can hack versions of what basically the creator gave us. What in fact is going on is the Luciferian system is man-made, it is artificial, and it is making a play to become the normalized system that people use, but it will be driven by automation. In other words, when an algorithm does you wrong, who the hell are you going to complain to? No one. There is no one to complain to. So really, this, this, to me, this is the bedrock of, of what's going on here. All this subjugation of the idea of rule of law, all this inserting of corporate policy masquerading as law, what you're looking at is one thing based on God-given rights and another thing based on man-made concerns and automation. I mean, what do you think, Cal? Absolutely. And it goes even further because what, what it is, is, is Lucifer is trying to take the throne of God. That's, that's the ancient claim out of Isaiah, Isaiah 14, I believe it is. I will, I will ascend to the most high and I will, I will be God. And he got a third of the angels to go along with this coup. And that's what's being played out here. So it's always about trying to usurp God, trying to usurp his creation, his position, uh, his people. And um, to the point where that, this is why a lot of these children of the, of the elite are, they switch their sexes. That's why that's going on. Because if God made me a, a man, I want, I'm a girl. And um, and then the whole DNA thing with the vaccines, in, in my strong opinion, um, for those that don't believe this, but uh, that's about changing the DNA of, of man, like the DNA of Adam. And, and again, playing God. It's not arguable. I mean, it doesn't matter if someone doesn't agree with what you just said. Basically, the truth is, is that you were given the divine spark of life. With that divine spark of life came some things like free will and creative power. Right. Uh, you you were made beneficiary of this creation, which most of us have forgot because we ask permission to do everything because we are drifting away from the creation. But at the end of the day, with the divine spark, you are granted the so-called DNA. Now, what's happened here is a private corporation, Luciferian, to be sure, uh, setting policies that it doesn't have a right to set, trying to make precedence so that it sticks at some point, took a patented product called a shot. And what they did is they claim by their own words had the mRNA, 
Moderna, all the letters are there as an example, and they updated the God-given DNA. This has already gone to court. Bush, the senior, if I'm not mistaken, was on the news. I think it was corn or I forget. He was modifying the DNA. He did. He basically stuck a needle into a thing and they said, look, that's how easy it is. We just modified DNA. Well, that goes to court. I think it may have been Monsanto and corn, but I'm not 100% sure. This goes to the Supreme Court. And if it was Monsanto, they say to the court, Dear court, we're a private corporation with a patented product. We used our patented product to upgrade the DNA that the creator made. Can we now make a claim on this? Because before we couldn't patent an orange or a bamboo because God made that. And the creator is the owner and the master. So what the court said was, why, yes, you can, Monsanto. You have modified that DNA with a private patented product. You can now own whatever it is you modify. That's what they've done to the people. And whether or not we get to that point, I don't, I mean, come on, Cal, that's not really arguable. That's like one, two, three. It is, but there are still some people who are, who are doubters. And so I just, you know, say it's my strong opinion, but yeah, that's, what's, what's really going on. It's, it's, it's all based on this Luciferian claim of actual, the, the actual being Lucifer and his claim on the throne of God and God being just, you got to understand this. God has attributes that are, um, that are not. Uh, they don't waver. And one of them is just, he's just. So he would actually have to entertain that claim. You got to really understand that. Even though it's it's a, a ridiculous claim, he still has to entertain it. And it had to be played out in some venue where this could be adjudicated fairly on Lucifer's behalf. So that's what that's why man was put here. And, and when you see Genesis 1, 26, there's a discussion. The whole creation comes down. It's just God saying, and and then it is, and he says it's good. And then God says this, and then it comes into being, and he says it's good. When we get to man, there's a discussion ahead of time. It's the first time in, in, the, before, in the five days. Let us make man in our image and give him dominion. And then dominion has dominion over the the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the land, and the, all all living things that creep upon the land, and that's your air, land, and, and sea jurisdictions. That's all there is, and and you could maybe add fire, but the, it's those three jurisdictions of the space that Earth is. We were given dominion over all that. Then there was the fall, and and now this thing can be played out in a fair way, and we are the we're the pawns in the game, we're the prosecutor in the game or the judge in the game and it all comes down to us that's why we were put here we were given dominion we lost it and then we need to get it back and and assert our our god-given um dominion and if we don't they take it by claim they're just claiming it they don't have any uh actual legal rights to it it's all on claims and until a higher claim comes forward that claim stands. That's how claims work. It's it's the strongest word in their law, according to, to Black's um, law dictionary, claim. And so when what we're doing with the NOL is taking what they have done with the smart meters, the vaccines, and the and 5G, and they've made an offer to us in commerce. We're, we're countering it back with a counteroffer. And then we're also putting in there that we are we're making claims on all the land, all the all the water. Uh, and all the air. So we're taking what they've done and able to flip it around and get our, our standing back, the complete thing, if they don't um, answer in the, in the correct way. And there, there is so much at play with the legal ideas. But what, what shook me to the core was when I was studying based on KL ideas, uh, I got books on trusts. And then I realized um, we, we took it all from the religious ideas, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. There's a trust. Yeah, uh, the creator is the creator, therefore the owner and the boss of it all. Underneath that, there's a trustee and a beneficiary. As far as I can tell, you don't really ever want to be a trustee. You have all the responsibility, all the liability, all the bad things can happen to the trustee. But when I began to realize that it's not just that there's a Bible in every court, it's not just that there is truly a higher court, but all back if you go back far enough when there was more of a concern for the living man or the living woman, there was a, a, a direct connection to the spiritual reality of being a human being and the systems of law that we got. 
Mm-hmm. Now, what has stunned me is in the modern things that I've looked at, there's claims like the only country with a land jurisdiction left is, is the United States. Don't know if that's true. But what I also know is there always has to be a way out from under it. Well, I've got it a little easier than some, I think, with the limited amount of knowing I have, because I am in the United States. So I've taken advantage of land jurisdiction here. But I've got to ask you, if someone wants, and, and I'm, I, I get that you could just simply say, screw you, uh, I was given everything I have by the creator, get out of my face. I get that that is a legitimate way to act. But if you wanted to take action to physically prove to the systems that are trying to overrun everything, that you are in fact of God, born by God, given life by the creator, and you're retaining all those rights, are there equal ways to do it in Canada or the United Kingdom that you're aware of? Absolutely, because the um, the monarch or the, the claimed monarch, the, the current one, we'll just go with the current one. The queen died uh, apparently on on a Thursday. Apparently, um, on a yeah, on a Saturday, they got 178 people in a in a room. Think about that for a second. Like you can't get anybody to show up on on that kind of notice. 178 uh, movers and shakers, including the Lord Mayor of London. For those that understand who that the is, the city of London. Yes. Okay. The banking of the world. Yep. He's in that room. So, you know, he dropped whatever he was doing and they all signed this thing after the, after the now new King declared something out and then signed it himself. And that was the seemingly uh, simple thing about the church in Scotland. Like what was the urgency on this? Now, I've got to add that when Queen Elizabeth did it, it was within 24 hours that this happened. So wait a minute. Are you OK? So you got to catch me up here. But I think you're probably talking about the stone. What's the name of the stone they get crowned the on? Stone is stone. No, 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 no. That's during the coronation oath, which is not going to happen until this coming spring. So what's the big deal about the church in Scotland? Is it like supposedly one of the highest jurisdictions or something like that? Well, this is the thing. So what it comes down to is they he he swears to uphold the the Church of Scotland and its government. And the, and and if you watch his speech, his his eyes come up. So he's emphasizing that whether he's consciously doing it or or not. But there's an emphasis there. So then you go, okay. So what is the government of this Church of Scotland, which is the Presbyterian Church? Well, it's the Westminster uh, Confession of Faith, and they all have to sign an oath. Anybody that's a minister in that Scottish church, they all have to sign this Westminster Confession of Faith. Well, that inside there describes this book called the Bible. And it says it's these books here, Genesis, Exodus, blah, 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 and not the Apocrypha. So it's very clearly spelled out. This is what he's has just sworn to. Why? Because it's it because of Genesis 1:26. We have dominion. So he's he is definitely saying. Yes, and he didn't want to agree with this. He wanted to change his uh, title from Defender of the Faith, which is the Westminster Confession of Faith, to Defender of Faith, all faiths, all religions. But he, And he even said that before. He says, this is what I want to do, but I'm going to toe the line. And there's 178 movers and shakers in this room, and they're all hanging on this contract. So he signs the contract, then they all sign it, and it's about... Really, it comes down to, I, I believe, those that page one, uh, Genesis 1, 26, where we have the men and women have dominion. And he's saying, yes, I will agree to this if, if you come forward. So is, is this about, so we know that the so-called Catholic, the universal Catholic church was the big boy in town before Protestantism. And now I'm beginning to wonder if the Protestantism was to break the universal control of the Catholic Church. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because you pointed out that the Church of Scotland is Presbyterian. Listen to this. Presbyterianism is a part of the Reformed tradition of Protestantism that broke from the Roman Catholic Church in Scotland by John Knox, who was the priest at St. Giles Cathedral. It traces its origin to the Church of Scotland, the Presbyterian Church founded by Mr. Knox which is the mother church for all modern day Presbyterianism. But to me, it sounds like this is a way to put a claim in that is free from Catholicism. 
or something. Absolutely. And so what we found uh, as we were studying all the history of uh, the EU countries like Western Europe is they were a lot of them had to um, a lot of the kings or monarchs that were placed there in the 1800s, which incidentally <laughs> turns, turns out to be direct descendants of Queen Victoria, who was also doing like Canada and, and all this stuff in the 1800s. A lot of happened in the 1800s under, under uh, Victoria's reign. But regardless of that, what they had to, a lot of them had to swear oaths to the Lutheran church, which, which is again, a Protestant um, reformed church out of the Catholic uh, tradition. So you can see that, that, that they switched from the Catholicism into a more Protestant less control, although they still had controls, but not the way the Catholic Church did. And, and the Catholic Church, in my opinion, is is Luciferian, but, you know, that's my opinion. Well, I think it's a given. They, they clearly held the paper on every birth for some period of time, but it makes you wonder. I'd never really considered that the Church of Scotland represented a break to claim authority free from the Catholic Church, but I think most people still feel like the Catholic Church holds a hell of a lot of power. I think most people feel like uh, the Queen, uh, the British monarchy holds a hell of a lot of power. And of course, it's not exactly clear where the world banking happens in the city of London, but it's always outlined as a triad. There's Washington, D.C., there's Vatican City, and then there's the, the British monarchy. Do you feel like that is the true division of power? Absolutely. It, there's no doubt about it. And then there's there's something more in, in Asia as well. They, they, they have a different thing going on over there, which I don't really understand, but they have, they have a kingdom over there too. So there's, I think the Bible talks about four kingdoms and that's, that would break it down. I'd never really thought about that. There's, there's so much Christianity in Asia, but clearly I think Buddhism is still one of the major world religions because oh, yeah. Of, yeah. of Asia, which is yeah. interesting. Yeah. Well, as far as uh, the monarchy is concerned, do they still have a direct control over Canada? And that's changing things uh, as far as what you can do or how you would do it in Canada, as opposed to the way we would approach fighting back in the United States. Absolutely. Canada is completely different because the beginnings of Canada was the Hudson Bay Company, which was a private. Well, they weren't even hiding it back then. For-profit corporation. Absolutely. Like the Virginia Company or, and the uh, East India Trading Company. Right. This, they all started in the 1600s. So there was, a, there was a methodology of control in the 1600s. Then they switched it slightly after the American Revolution to constitutional monarchies based loosely on what's called democracy, where people had to vote, but they still had control behind the scenes. So, yeah, here that... We don't even have a constitution here. So it, it got repealed in 1893 by Queen Victoria after she got the Hudson Bay Charter back. So they have control corporately through this Hudson Bay Charter, which gave them, gave a corporation the right to make its own laws and enforce them with courts, jails, armed forces, uh, Navy, all, like all the trappings that, that a country would have. They ha it was given to a, um, a corporation. And it looks like uh, Victoria got that back and it was it was uh, surrendered to Queen Victoria, her successors and heirs. So then it probably passed to Elizabeth and now Charles has it. So, yeah, we don't have a constitution. But what as studying, you know, studying, I, I am, you know, I am a dual citizen, but I didn't grow up dual citizen with the United States and Canada. But I didn't grow up in a, and I say that word citizen loosely. I didn't grow up in the United States, but as, as I was studying, because um, we had to study each country, as I started to study your um, or our constitution and the way that things happened at that time, like historically, it's like they knew this day was coming, like this time was coming. And they built a place for the world where you could actually mount a defense or an offense from. The constitution is completely unique anywhere in the world. There is no constitution that says arm yourself. It's unbelievable. With a land jurisdiction still intact. Yes. And Jason, you're going to have to carry this for a minute. I've got to step out for two seconds, but I want to bring up, you know, who the real pirates of the Caribbean are. You know, the IRS and the Federal Reserve are set up in the Caribbean. Basically, those are the real pirates of the Caribbean. The founding of uh, Canada 
and the founding of all the commerce that was done by the pirate ships under the aegises of the East India Company. It's strange when you think about what happened. They went all over the world using the water and a maritime jurisdiction, and then slowly but surely, the water level kept rising. Right. Yep. So That's now it. I've read accounts where they want to say the water mean sea level is somewhere up Pike's Peak to try to cover all the land with fake water that's not there. But the main point is that we do have a land jurisdiction. And so the United States is quite unique. But Jason, you got to grab this for a minute. I'll be right, right back. You know, it's interesting about the whole central banking thing and the IRS, how we have it in the United States. What is the status of that sort of thing in Canada? Is there a a central bank system that's again owned by the same old world banking families when you start digging below the surface like we have here? Yeah, we have uh, the Bank of Canada, and it's it's uh, yeah, it's owned by the same um, Rothschilds that that you know that whole thing. Yeah, they they definitely have put central banking in um, in most countries, and any countries any countries that resisted it were called terrorist countries, and that's when they went to war with them. Right. Yeah, and you saw that over and over again. I forget how many are left uh, at this point, but I think it's only two or three. I haven't looked in a while. Yeah. This is another thing why we're doing the notice of liability, because no matter what we do legally or otherwise, it comes down to money. It always does. Everything is revolves around money. That's how they're doing everything. That's how they bribe people in high places. It's how you uh, blackmail. It's the control of the money that is um, because we believe so hard in it that that's how they are able to get us to uh, to comply. All the businesses that comply with the masks or or, or any of these mandates, it's about their money. Uh, like I I I don't want to be shut down. I, you know, it's it's the money. So we have to deal with the money. We have to get the money away from those that are in control of it. And the notice of liability creates that opportunity because we can actually start to bill them daily a daily fee for these weapons that they're deploying and they're deploying the weapons commercially so we can get them in a contra- in a commercial contract which backs up the bill and then the bill becomes money in their backward system and um, we can literally bill all the money and give it back to the people. Well, what they've done is uh, it's not just that they have the keys to the vault where all the gold and jewels are kept. It's not like that. No. They have the power of fractional reserve banking. And since they have the power of fractional reserve banking with no oversight whatsoever, you've even heard Alan Greenspan just admitting on on camera that uh, they have no oversight from the United States government. So by having that power, they can literally just print money uh, till they don't feel like it anymore. And they always feel like it. So it's not just a question of that they have their hands on, on all the gold coins or of the realm or whatever. It's that they have the power to just keep doing and doing and doing. But those respective countries are then indebted to them permanently plus interest, which means you can't actually get out of it. It's a, it's a paper trail slavery system, that, and just nobody really realizes it. It's like you can't pay back money that doesn't exist. Exactly. But here's the thing. Like the, the Revelation 18.6 says, take what they've been doing to you. Take the cup that they've been giving you, fill it double, and hand it back. And then it, and then the rest of the chapter talks about commerce. So it, it's giving you the hint. The cup is probably commerce because they can put ink on pieces of paper and it becomes money. We all can too, and that's what the notice of liability will do. We will be able to bill all the so-called perceived wealth out of their pieces of paper and put it on other pieces of paper. Well, they're all tied together too. Like the the way the laws work, it's tied to this paper currency. Because I don't think this crap would work anywhere near as well. Uh, I mean, I'm just speculating here, but doing a thought experiment. If things were still, let's say, say gold pieces and silver and things like that, I don't think they could quite pull off the same nonsense with no. uh, the commercialized no. aspect to all the laws. Because it's basically it is. It's not just that it's commercial law. It's commercialized law. There's a simple way to illustrate what you just said. Who made gold? God. There it is. Yeah. There's there's the difference right there. So they do not own and have complete control over gold. They can hoard it. They can do whatever they want. But this is the trust idea, right? God created gold. And this is why UBI and, and digital currency are, they, they equal slavery one to one. 
digital currency, the idea of UBI and, and debt. Those three things are exactly equal to slavery. Yeah, but what, what, I'm, what I'm saying is the Bible tells us to take what they've given you and put it back on them. Because we, we can't go back to uh, trading with gold. It would be too difficult because there's so much paper and digital money around. But we can create our own paper money based on the perceived value of their paper money. We take that perceived value because it is perceived. We believe in a $20 bill, even though it's a piece of paper with ink on it. But we believe that hacks has some kind of value because we can go to the store and, and we get stuff for it because the, the merchant believes that, that piece of paper has value. So it's all, all a belief. And so we need to take that perceived value out of that paper and put it on another piece of paper, which is what we can do at, at Empower with billing. We're actually creating what are called bills of exchange. And when you look that up, it, the definition of a bill of exchange is money. It's just money that we're not told about. And so that's what I'm teaching people. You can, we, we are going to be able to create bills of exchange just the way they have done it. And now they can't say that the perceived value in their paper is any better than ours because ours has a, is a lien on theirs. It's a, it's, a, it's a higher claim. It goes on top of the pile. And so the, all the value can switch to, to other pieces of paper, which are held by all our, um, all our members, and we can issue that value back. And we can change this whole whole thing because without money, they can't do any of this. What's going to prevent uh, the system from saying, oh, you're counterfeiting in some way, shape or form? Too late because they've allowed cryptos out there. In the sense that it can act as an exchange system? Exactly. So it's 20 years ago. Yeah, you would have you would have a, you would, it would be way more difficult. But the, now anybody can throw a crypto coin out there. And so if you put a crypto coin that's actually backed by actual paper legal like in their legal you know quote unquote world commercial world and the paper is decentralized so it's not centralized into one building that they could blow up it's completely all around the world everybody's holding their own nobody can control it and then you issue uh coins uh, like a digital coin based on that value of that the of those bills that are going up every day every month that can change the world that has the potential for that so have you even looked into the uh, efficacy of this, like as far as how do you know this will work? How do you know it'll stand? And uh, I mean, really, the intrinsic value of anything is just whatever people accept, like we were saying before, that it does have that $20 bill really is just a cotton-based paper with some pretty ink on it as far as uh, the United States currency is concerned. Exactly. So I can show in acts because they put it in their, in their, in their acts. They've given us everything that we need to use against them. So I can show you where that piece of paper that you just created is money in their system. It says so right here. Boop, boop, boop. And so people can actually go, oh, I see it. Okay. Have you seen the system work? We have just, we just launched in like two months ago. So the, the first bills haven't even come in yet. Okay. So it's uh, been put into place, but it hasn't actually taken the action yet. Where yeah, like people have already sent out the first because it takes you two to three months to set up the contract because you have to do a counter offer of their weapon deployment, which you know gets them into a contract so that the bill is actually valid also legally, right? So this is this is it's a it's a way that we can actually take all the value out of their out of the current system. And because they because they set up this thing called agency in law merchant. <laughs> It goes all the way up into uh, notice the notice the agent is notice the principal, which goes into principalities in the Bible, goes into the into this into the spiritual realm as well. So we're taking all that and 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 giving it back to the people and and before God, so we can go right back to where we were when God created us. Okay, so we're getting close to the top of the hour. So do you want to explain this? So folks are saying, what does he mean? How is this actually going to hold some kind of value? What is going to give this some sort of standing? Okay, so we, we, they are, here's the, here's the, you know, point form of this. It's, they are deploying weapons using commercial means. They're getting our agreement. So they got our agreement on the mass. They got our agreement on the, on the vaccine. They got our agreement on the smart meters and they're getting our agreement on 5G. It's all done through advertising. And yeah, this is the greatest thing. You need to have this. This is going to save you. This is going to keep you safe. All this stuff. It's all advertising. It's, it's how they're doing it. It's not through 
laws. It, you know, they're saying mandates, but it's really they're getting our agreement. So we're we're taking that offer that they it's because it's an offer in commerce. We're taking that, we're counter-offering and we're saying, I will take your vaccine, I will take your smart meter, I will take your 5G if you can prove that they're safe. Here's the thing about weapons. You can't prove a weapon is safe because it's designed to kill and destroy. That's it's that's how that's why it's built. So you can never prove it's safe. If you cannot prove it's safe, I'm giving you 30 days and you have to do it in affidavit form, then I'm going to charge you and and you still voice this in my vicinity and we kept the words very broad so the vicinity is like the whole earth, then I'm going to charge you x amount of dollars per day. Do we have a deal? If you go silent, then you have agreed because that's what you were just doing to me. You were you were saying I'm, you know, I'm I'm putting a smart meter on your house and because you didn't say no, you've said yes. So we're using the same thing on them. I'm going to start charging you x amount of dollars per day. Do we have a deal? And then you you give them an opportunity to cure because it's an administrative process. Then there's a notice of default. You are now in a contract. I'm going to start billing you. And then you start billing them. Now here's the thing about bills. A bill of exchange is money. It's a debt note. It's in a in a debt system. It becomes money in their system. Now, I'm not agreeing with this, and it's hard for us to fathom this. You have to really get over your mind. But I can show you in the acts where it's defined as money. So the, the actual bills, the, the piece of paper that you're writing a bill to your president or your governor or the head of uh, AT&T, it becomes money in their system. It's a debt based system. And so that has value in the system. And we can re- redistribute that back to the people. It's a double reverse. The procedure of law proves that it's authentic. But I would point out, what's the difference from a credit card corporation, a company issuing bills and other things? It's just a double reverse. We already know that the legal means is sound, right? Yeah. Well, we're taking, it's based on Revelation 18.6. So there's a verse there that says, take the cup that they've been giving you fill it double and hand it back. That's that's an instruction. That, and it doesn't say what will happen, but it's hinted at that it will cause the fall of Babylon. So we're coming to the top of the hour here. Do you know anything about the Myriad case, by the way? Have you heard of it? No. What What, what is that? Uh, we'll set it aside. I just wanted to know if you'd heard of it. At this point, let's just tell folks where they can find your website again, and then we'll close out hour one and we'll come back. So please tell folks how they can find you and use the brand new services that are up on your website. Yeah, we're at empowermovement.com. It's a membership site. Uh, It's a low membership fee and um, or donation, whatever you want to look at that. And um, and the value you're getting is 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 just over the top as far as that goes and will always be like that. And um, so you can the documents will be um, printed out for you. You have to come with a uh, respondent and we will vet your respondent for you to make sure that it's a uh, proper respondent and everything is automated. All your bills are calculated for you or they're sent to you. You just have to print them out and get them notarized and mail them. And um, you can start to participate in um, the change that needs to happen here. So I would point out that, you know, like so many people that we've had here from Dr. Graves to any of the legal guests, there is a system. There are systems in place that are proven because they've been here forever. And that is the backbone, basically, uh, of what Cal is talking about here. By procedure, it's already in place. What's the difference between some fancy corporation following a procedure or an individual? What's being pointed out here is you have been convinced that you are less, that you're a mosquito, that you are insignificant. And what things like this do show you that the exact opposite is true. You are imbued with the divine spark of life. That, in fact, is a big deal. And that comes from the highest court. Anyhow, that brings hour one of episode 471 to a close. Um, You can catch hour one for free at crow777radio.com. Or this has been hour one. That's C-R-R-O-W-777radio.com. Members know to come over to the website, log in for the full two hours-ish sometimes a little less, sometimes a little more uh, member episode. With that, I'd like to wish everybody a happy, healthy, and higher-minded new era. We're going to take a quick break here and come back for hour two. Cheers.
enemies of knowing. <laughs>